Hello, it's Susie with Adaptive Mobility Services, back again with another edition of You Ask and We Answer, all things OT and driving related. I hope you guys are all doing really well out there. If you haven't had a chance to find us on Facebook yet, I encourage you and invite you all to join. It's a private Facebook group. It's called OT Uh, Driving Rehab for the OT. That's Driving Rehab for the OT. This Facebook group is for any OT, OTA, OT student. Uh, We just welcome you to join it. It's got a ton of information, ton of resources, and it's also a great place to come and post your questions and get answers from a range of experts um, who are in the community. Um, In addition, if you haven't already done so, I'd love to extend the offer to you to take our free course. Adaptive Mobility Services offers education for the OT looking to grow their skills in driving, either as the generalist in the clinic or who wants to become the specialist in the car. And we offer a free basic course on OT's role with driving, which is good for one and a half CEUs and is approved by AOTA. So with all that said, today's question comes from a phenomenal OT, driver rehabilitation specialist, in the California area. Oh, I guess it would be the state of California. I'm pretty sure she's in Southern California. Uh, So Nicole writes, um, all right, I have a question. I was wondering if you could have some input on this. For people who have had a CVA or stroke and have an impairment in their motor control, proprioception, or sensation in the right lower extremity, would you ever suggest a trial of driving with two feet versus a left foot accelerator? I recently had another driver rehabilitation specialist suggest that having the patient trial two feet with driving versus a left foot accelerator due to the high crash rate associated with a left foot accelerator. What are your thoughts? Thanks in advance. So Nicole, this is a really interesting question. I think when it comes to... um, individuals who are having an impaired right foot, right leg issue. And it could be from a stroke, it could be from neuropathy, it could be from MS, it could be from Parkinson's, neurological, orthopedic, so many different reasons why we might be experiencing changes in the motor control. I think the first thing I really want to look at as a driving specialist is consider, you know, what is the strength to that leg, the sensation, the proprioception. So how do they do with their hip flexion extension, knee flexion extension, internal, external rotation, because we use that to move between the pedals, as well as ankle dorsiflexion and plantar flexion. Um, And I want to know the sensation. I want to know the ability to grade the movement and the pressure through the foot. And typically, typically in most scenarios, um, if someone's having difficulty moving between the pedals, they're also going to have difficulty grading the acceleration. And so pulling in the left side to do two-footed driving may not always be a feasible option. Now, before we jump straight into two-foot driving, I think it's important to also understand we live in a country where each of the 50 states have 50 different rules and regulations around state driver's licensing and what's permissible and what's not permissible. And so I think the other thing you need to explore is in your own state before you think about is two-foot driving an option, think about is it permissible within my state that I operate in that the individual's licensed in. Um, Interestingly enough, in Pennsylvania, where I live, I understand that our state police officers used to train using a two-foot driving method um, because the brake reaction time is faster. So, But what's really tricky with two-foot driving, of course, is you have to make sure that you come fully off of the one pedal before the other one is depressed um, or any pressure is applied. And what's also interesting is in newer cars, I know in my um, 2020 Subaru, 
If you inadvertently apply the brake pedal and the gas pedal, and you do that with enough, you know, you do that long enough over a couple seconds, the engine actually um, will bypass and shut down because it's confused. It'll become confused when it's gaining input from both the brake and the gas at the same time. Okay, so just to back up a moment, if we have somebody who's having right lower extremity impairment, and it's not something that we're concerned about progressing to the left side, again, I'm going to take a really good look at that right side and consider what's going on. Then I'm going to think about if, you know, there's no risk of it progressing to the left side, could the left foot accelerator be a resource? There are many in the field who I've encountered who are hesitant to use a left foot accelerator. I think that the biggest challenge with this is there's been a lot of there's been a lot of trouble in the past with it, but predominantly when people are installing it without working with a driver rehabilitation specialist and they're not going through their proper training. I would say that when it comes to the left foot accelerator, it does take more time to kind of reprogram the brain or to learn that new motor pattern, but it's completely feasible and very, very good. Um, and, you know, so as a driver rehabilitation specialist, I'm going to work on foot placement and working on that new motor plan and that motor movement of the left foot from the gas pedal over to the brake pedal. I typically will do this. I feel like this is a more feasible option for most of my clients. Um, exploring the use of two foot driving, again, I'd be very hesitant. I'd be very careful with choosing to do that unless that was the normal habit of the individual. Um, you know, I have worked with individuals who have driven with a clutch. You know, they have a manual transmission. I've had individuals who were taught to drive with two feet, and so that's a more natural motor pattern already for them. But as far as if I was introducing this brand new to somebody post-stroke, I personally am more likely to explore that left foot accelerator just because it's the simplicity of having one foot on the pedals. Plus, if we can't use the right foot to move from the gas to the brake pedal, I'm going to already be concerned about um, its actually integration and use on the gas pedal itself. I will share with you guys, I had a really unique case. Um, I have a general uh, gentleman with a neurological disorder that is slowly, um, it's slowly degenerative to specific muscles in the body. And so he's actually experiencing an interesting change. He's got intact sensation, intact proprioception through both of his feet. His muscle pattern and strength is set up where he is able to apply good pressure and good control through both feet on the pedals. But his weakness is with his adduction. So moving his foot and rotating his foot in, going from the gas pedal to the brake pedal. In this situation, we actually did end up teaching him to drive and using two feet for driving um, because of his specific, specific impairment. And it was deemed feasible and appropriate by the state. Um, so he was approved to do this method. But it's, in my personal opinion, or in my personal practice, it's been a rare solution that I've used. I really want to think about that individual, their client factors, what's going on with them before I'm going to jump into two-foot driving. Two-foot driving is still a new motor pattern for most people. Um, and so most of the time, I am likely personally to explore that left foot accelerator. 
Again, if you're going to explore it, if it's permissible and feasible in your state, you want to make sure that person has the intact proprioception, sensation, motor skills, pedal regulation. Um, as the driver rehabilitation specialist, you're going to progress them through their stationary tasks to their parking lot maneuvers and um, so on to make sure they have the correct motor patterns and that they're working really well in the vehicle, that they're not applying both pedals and they've got the control they need. Um, the other thing I'd be curious about this case is if oftentimes if we see right lower extremity involvement after a stroke, there's often also right upper extremity involvement as well. Um, so Nicole, I'd love to hear from you to know if this individual is also looking at a steering device for to support them with driving on the left side, um, if they need any support for secondary controls and so on and so forth. Hope this information helps you out and answers your question, at least gives you some food for thought. Um, again, it comes down to you as the OT driving rehabilitation specialist to um, investigate the case as fully as you can, to use your clinical reasoning skills and explore the best solution for your client as well. Love having the questions, you guys. Please keep them coming. So, um, you know, I'm happy to accept questions. You can send them to my email at susie, S-U-S-I-E, at adaptivemobility.com. You can post questions in our Facebook group, Driving Rehab for the OT. Um, you can send messages to me on Facebook or, you know, a message on LinkedIn as well. Excited to connect with you guys. Happy to help any way I can. What you do makes a huge difference. And when OTs address driving, you help to change the life and trajectory and recovery of patients. And so I'm so excited to hear from you. Thank you for all that you do. Keep being awesome OT superheroes and have a great day.